Hi there. Well, now that you're here, we're all in good company. I'm Sam. And I'm Ted. And this is the Your Cool Aunts Presents The Wine Merchant. We are at episode number 50. But first, if you're new here, thanks for stopping by. Really appreciate you taking a, you know, take a listen. You'll find that the first 32 episodes are short stories. They're all standalone, easy to jump in. And then at episode 33, this is where the wine merchant begins. It's an ongoing storyline that brings us up to the present day. So that's the high-speed overview. I hope you'll check out the other episodes. Check the website, yourcoolance.com. And here we are, episode 50. 50, wow. Yes. (laughs) We should have some kind of band or something. Anyway, happy 50th. Okay. Like I said, episode 50. Wow. Hmm. We've come a long way with Claire. I know. She's come a long way with us. I don't know how you, how you <laughs> characterize it. But yeah, you know, when you think about when we got started with this, and uh, actually, if you want to know, there is an episode devoted to when Sam and Ted got involved oh, in the podcast. Oh, yeah, she tells Which is, I think, around 25. It is, it is. It, but it's, it's called a, Becoming. It's called Becoming. And it's a really great episode. So yeah, if you'd is. like That's to know funny. how we got into it, feel free to jump back and check that one out. But we are in a continuing story, which I think is a lot different than what we've been doing. But uh, well, I mean, it's exciting. Claire, yeah, Claire's writing has changed and evolved in terms of the diary. I don't know if it's a function of age or what, but or circumstance, <laughs> yeah, age or circumstance. So. Well, we I, see it has been circumstance because now we're. Uh, She's clearly in the throes of her business. She's back in France. And she's a working woman. She's a hey, working woman. But she's, she's always a been a working woman. She's not a kid anymore. That's true. So what has she given us? Well, episode 50. I love this title. It's called Need to Know. Hmm. And she gives us a note this week, which is encouraging. She says, Claire says, nieces, aunts, and friends. I also love the way she starts these things off. Nieces, aunts, and friends. Forward motion and progress has at times felt glacial in temperature and speed. Mm. (laughs) Before Brigitte accuses me of being the cause, I'll admit to being a little tentative when it comes to decision making. Mm. You think so? Okay, enough. Setting that aside, she says, allow me to say how excited I am to finally feel as though things are happening. There's some forward motion, movement, and maybe even a bit of warmth too. Hmm. What is that about? Well, (laughs) oh, okay. (laughs) Who is that? (laughs) She says, the wine merchant is real. I'm back in France. The shop has everything I wanted in terms of look and feel. It's definitely comfortable enough to sit and stay for a while. And even though we've only been around for a minute in the big picture, this place, the shop, it has the air of longevity. I know I probably said this, but when I initially described what I wanted for the shop, I said I hope to make it feel equal parts cafe, wine shop, and bookstore. Have a seat. Stay a while. Until then, be safe and stay well. CBJ. CBJ, episode 50. (laughs) So we're back in France. I like like the stuff she tells us about France. I know. I I feel I was, I wish I was back in France. Recall for me from a little second here. Alexander showed up to say hey. And tell her about his family. He needs some help. He needs some help. Mm. And she's going to give it to him. Yeah. Well. We think. This, the, the title is a little bit of a hint. Need to know. So <laughs> she's, you know, she needs to talk to him. Okay. Off and running. Need to know. 
Alexander was there waiting for me at the door of the shop. Remy grudgingly acknowledged him but held back from any greeting. And this is Claire quoting herself. She says, Remy is snubbing you. He might eventually come around to liking you, but his jury is still out. For now, you should consider it an achievement that he allows you anywhere near me. So consider that a first and significant step. Let's make some coffee while we wait for Brigitte and the croissants, of course. And she goes on to say, we opened up the shop while Remy kept an eye on Alexander. And finally, we sat together at the table by the door. Barely into his seat, Alexander blurted out, Claire, I know how much of a risk it is for you to get involved with this nightmare concerning my wine and my family. I barely slept last night, and I'm still at a loss trying to find the right words to thank you for the help and most of all, for your trust. It means more to me than any wine ever could. And that ends his quote there. And she says, and on that note, I decided this was not only the day, this was going to be the moment to tell Alexander about the wine merchant's other business activities. Hmm. Okay. So this is the need to know. So this is the need to know. I guess he needs to know. All right. Shall we just move along here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, this one's a little longer, so... It would only complicate things in the longer term. And on the other hand, I needed to summarize the backstory so as not to get too bogged down with details. In doing so, I also blocked curiosity questions about former clients, etc. If I hadn't taken this approach, the conversation could have gone on indefinitely. So she's made the decision to go ahead to give him the whole story in the background, but she's... Not think, too much, though. Yeah, I think she's going to, like, <laughs> blast through it, like, okay, let me just get this said, and uh, we'll keep going. Yeah, an annotated version of this. Okay, there's a subtitle here. It says, this is it, who we are and what we do. And Claire continues. She says, so I jumped in, and I told him the story. As if I was warning him, I said to Alexander, this is going to take me a few minutes, and I'll ask you to save any questions for later. And here's what I said. She's preparing us here. She's now saying this to Alexander, right? So I right. get all confused here. She says, it's very difficult to summarize the wine merchant's other business activities beyond what you already know. I think it's best characterized as counterfeit or fraud resolution. Maybe I should simply label it as problem solving. You know, then again, I do remember a time or maybe 10 when Grace has referred to it as problem solving as well. Or at other times when she's feeling obtuse, she'll say something like, solutions-based business model. <laughs> it sounds like Grace. Grace always has a spin on things, doesn't she? Yeah. I can think of a certain tech company that she'd do well. Yeah. Like the one she said that uh, see you later message uh -huh. to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She says, look, you know me well enough to know I don't hedge my words. This is Claire speaking to Alexander. She doesn't hedge your words. We solve the types of problems that tend to arise around high-value things, and right now, it's focused on wine and spirits. I joined this group to help address the challenges that confront the vintners and farmers I count as friends. Just as important, though, it's about reputation and the terroir, because without that, it's all just generic. And my participation in this group allows me to financially support the launch of my import-export business which, of course, is very real and dedicated to the artisanal vineyard like yours. I think you already know it's nearly impossible to solve these things on your own. Everybody needs a little help. 
That's why he showed up. Okie doke. <laughs> That's why he showed up. He's mm. looking for help. I wonder what he's thinking at this point. I'd mm. love to. Well, so he came for a reason, right? Because yeah, he thought yeah. maybe. He was a good ear, you know? I, you know, he had to know. He had to have a sense of something. You know, I mean, the whole thing with showing up at Natalie's Vineyard and all these people and Laurent. And, yeah. Okay. Let's stop speculating and get back to the diary. Sorry. I was going to say something about that, but it's okay. I'll wait. Okay. Our typical client, Claire says, falls into the category of either a collector, a vintner, celebrity, an importer, an auction house, and even a small retail shop. The organization, it's basically a subset of Grace's public relations and management agency where she has amassed a significant client list and that tends to require services like ours. Laurent is a major force there. And she probably brings in almost as many clients as Grace, although strictly from the world of wine. Next, there's Sidonie. Her expertise is strategy, and she runs anything to do with technology. Last but never least, there's my mother Barrett. Her artistic skill and technical knowledge has solved more cases than anyone else so far. Oh, by the way, she keeps score. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like Barrett. Yeah. Do. You know, it's funny how we've come to know these people from Claire's comments about them. Well, you've gotten to know them over time. We've gotten to know Barrett from Claire's, you know, kid stories and, you know, going through school and all of that. And don't forget the harvest party where it oh. all started for us with them. So we do know her. Referring back again to the Becoming episode. So check that out if you want to know more. Did you say it was 25? I think it's 25. Okay. So All right. right. Enough of the Enough of this. Enough of the advertising. But it is a good episode. Go ahead. Okay. Claire says, the company structure is a board with five members, Grace and Sid, Laurent, Barrett, and me. As a member, our responsibility is to assess a briefing file and the client and then vote on whether or not to accept the case. The vote is almost always unanimous. However... There is a yet-to-be-deployed provision for reconsideration. It's fair to say that at least one of us knows the prospective client, and nine times out of ten, it's either Grace or Laurent who bring the cases for consideration. Each of us have our own area of expertise or skill that pretty much determines what roles we take on with any one case. It really is very much like a natural selection process that only ever gets problematic when somebody's not available for whatever reason. My membership, or shall I say participation, would be useless without Brigitte. Her intelligence, local knowledge, and willingness to do just about anything is the only reason I was able to agree to participate. Her inclusion, it was my only demand and condition for joining the group. Hmm. Well, that says a lot. You know, it's really funny because at the beginning, Claire was a little reticent about jumping into this. Yeah. The other thing is they had been doing this and she had no idea, which was even more interesting. You know, when you said a minute ago, well, maybe Alex knew, but don't forget, she was around these people and never, and she never had an idea about what was going on. So maybe he had an idea of what was happening with his wine because he had this problem and that's why he went to see Natalie. But well, there's a question, too. I wonder if Natalie knows anything. Oh, yeah. 
We haven't, we haven't heard from her in a while. Well, we're in France now, so, I mean, she's in France now, so. <laughs> we're in France. We're in France. Boy, I've just <laughs> transported myself right over there. I'm right in that little, I can see pouring a glass of wine from that. Everybody out there listening just came to that <laughs> sudden reality as well. Oh, we're not? No, okay. we're not. No. We will be soon, though. But anyway, so now he knows about the board. Okay. The next section is called the weekly meeting. She says, We meet once a week, almost always online because we are rarely in the same place at the same time. We have a status briefing, and this is when we vote on a file. Sometimes the meetings can devolve into social get-togethers, but don't they all? Yesterday, for example, we had a meeting, and Barrett was the first to join in online. And like I said, we're scattered about, so it can be a problem finding a good time across so many different time zones, a good time to meet across so many time zones. So Claire says, we were in France, Barrett was in D.C., Grace and Sid were on the West Coast, meaning California, and Laurent was also in France, but at her apartment in Paris. Laurent, it says, she always appears online on time, never early, which is very Laurent. (laughs) (laughs) Barrett is always early to a meeting, so I have a chance to catch up with her one-on-one. And then she she gives us this long, in parentheses, sub-statement. I'll put it that way. She writes, I left out the part, and she's talking about Alexander. She says, I left out the part where I decided to not even mention Alexander to my mother unless asked, which is my way of avoiding a lie where a well-placed edit will suffice. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) Barrett, however, has a keen sense of people generally and even more so when it concerns this daughter. She knows me well. When she inquired directly about Alexander, I blushed a bit, but did not reveal our recent contact. This maneuver earned me a side-eye glance from Brigitte, but it was Remy's unsubtle yawn of objection (laughs) that nearly blew my cover. I love Remy. I do too. I like that name. I like the dog. He sounds like a really cool dog. He's, well, she said he moves around quietly. He's a huge animal, but he moves around quietly and he's very protective of her. So sweet. Well, Claire continues. She says, Claire continues describing this weekly meeting of hers. Eventually, everyone logs into the virtual meeting and after the updates, etc., we usually agree in short order to take on whatever the next case is. Usually, by the time a meeting is called, A great deal of consideration and research has already been done, and the file had been distributed to each member days earlier. No one ever proposes a case lightly. By the time we meet, it's more like a confirmation of agreement. If there's any hesitation about the case file, it would never even get as far as a meeting vote. Grace is adept at temperature-taking, and she knows that it's important for everyone to be happy with taking on any case file. So she backburners those issues. I've said this before, and I know that I will again. Grace is good at everything she does. Everything. I've always admired that quality about her since our college days, and still do. It sounds like Grace could also be like, you know, a Senate leader or a Speaker of the House, right? Yeah, knowing how to to corral them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is a group of people who have... A big range of personalities and skills and expertise and experience and all the rest. 
I like the idea of this this consensus with the voting, right? Like you don't bring it up if you know it's going to go down, yeah. right? So it's knowing well, knowing that it's something worth pursuing, which I guess Claire is learning that. And well, I think there's a, you know, you need to be able to achieve something with every case, not just, right. you know, I think they take a bigger picture outlook on it too. And Claire, Claire writes the next section is called The What. And she says, and then we get to work. Now, remember, she's describing what they do mm -hmm. at the wine merchant, the other business activity. She's describing it to Alexander. And she says, and then we get to work. I really can't describe much from this point onward because every case is so different. There's never a consistent or straightforward approach as to where to start or how to proceed. The facts and the circumstance dictate the approach, the methods, everything really. The client will sometimes dictate what exactly they want to happen. Others, they just want the problem to go away. They don't need or want to know the facts or the outcome other than the problem has been solved with the lowest possible impact and no outside knowledge. Claire says, I have seen a case file where the client instruction was a quote. And then she provides the quote here. She says, make it go away. Send the bill to me and only me. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Alexander's response was so French. He did the classic cheeks puffed. And then she writes, P-F-F-F-T, <laughs> mon dieu, poof, poof. French people do that all the time. They go, mon dieu. There's so much to absorb, even though I'm sure it must be a very brief version. But I get the picture. Well, I think I do. And Claire says, she says, I assured him he now knew the high points that matter. And I promised to fill him in with more detail at some point. Hmm. Yeah, Claire, more detail. Hmm. It's called don't hold your breath waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's sitting there. He needs help. She says, I'm going to tell you something. You can't say anything about it. Keep your mouth shut. Just let me tell you everything. And she kind of parks this on him and he's like, whoa, okay. I didn't know. Or maybe I didn't know for sure. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I think he knew something. When he well, went to Natalie's, he was hunting for something. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, it, it can't be purely coincidental that he came to Claire for help. Come on. Well, he could have had ulterior motive. He could have been using <laughs> oh, that well, as a... Well, there's that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's lurking in the background, isn't you it? You mean the, the personal interest mm -hmm. element? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I see your point. So they had this clandestine business. Oh. Well, it is clandestine. Nobody yeah. knows yeah, about it. Yeah, I guess it, it is. Yeah. It looks, you know, at the front of the building says the wine merchant. And, you know, they're doing more than selling wine. They are indeed. It's a cool name, though. It's like a passcode. Yeah. I've got to call, ask, the, I've got to call my <laughs> wine merchant. Ask for the wine merchant. When you knock three times and ask for the wine merchant, go to the back door, <laughs> ring the bell. Anyway, I just envisioned this. You know, I love mysteries. It just, this just feeds into that. So they call the wine merchant. Well, I'm really caught up in her descriptions about the shop, the mm -hmm. dog. Mm -hmm. She's in this little village. Even the bread store across the way that brings in the uh, penbanya and uh, the croissant. I wonder if they have a rooster in front of the town hall, like they do in Boozy. Oh, that's right. I'm sure they have them all over the place, but Boozy's the, got a big one. I don't think everybody has that, that rooster. So, where are we? Well, where are we? Mm. 
Claire continues in the next section, and she says, here's the thing, though. I stopped him from getting up by placing my hand on his forearm. And she says, there's something I need to tell you. And he responds, there's more? He sat down, and then I explained why I was not going to bring his file to the board for consideration, and that Brigitte and I would be doing all of the legwork with him. My so-called explanation was awkward at best. While I was trying or attempting to avoid acknowledging that I might be just a little tiny bit interested in him in a more personal kind of way, the truth is I didn't want to find myself pushing the case file for a vote and then getting called out for my love interest. So I avoided it. I Wait told- a second. When did, you, when did we get a love interest here? Did something, did something happen that I, I was sleeping on it? <laughs> love interest. Oh, she thinks they're going to call. Yeah, she's not saying interest. it necessarily is. She says, I might be just a tiny bit interested mm. in a more personal kind of way, but she figures if I press his case, particularly Barrett, she'd get called right, out right, for right, right, right. A helping out a love interest, right? Oh, I thought he just got elevated to a new status. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> not just yet. Okay. She continues. She says, so I avoided I told him it would be cost prohibitive, even though we frequently take cases on a contingency basis and sometimes gratis. I was so relieved that Brigitte was nowhere near because if she heard me say that, her look alone would have blown things up for me. She knows me too well sometimes. Again, Remy's incessant yawning was more than enough to deal with in this moment. (laughs) He's like, this dog is like Claire's truth teller. The truth police. The shrink. Uh, Of course, she says, Alexander understood. Did he really have any other choice, she asked. And then she says, she said, we agreed to keep this part of our business relationship under wraps. I couldn't wait to get up from the table because I was afraid of breaking into a sweat. At this point, Brigitte walks in. And Claire gives us a parenthetical. She says, I am fully aware that I'm not very good at being dodgy. But with Brigitte's arrival, you know, her timing is impeccable. However, I did find myself holding back a laugh when she asked in her usual way, so what's up with the two of you today? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I can't, I got it. The last line is priceless. She says, this is Claire. She says, I think I saw a flash of blush streak across Alexandra's face. And she writes, hmm, Hmm. with a question mark. I wonder if Brigitte saw that as well. I don't think Brigitte or Remy miss a thing, either (laughs) one of them. And neither does Barrett, by the way. These are all, like, highly perceptible people. Yeah, but I wonder if they're going to perceive the fact that she's now going off on her own. Are they going to catch that? Who's going to catch that? Well, you know... And she's going to bring Brigitte in. Nobody's around. The only one... That's true. You know, it's just... It's just uh, Brigitte with her in the village. Alexandra's there, Remy. Mm-hmm. Laurent is in her uh, apartment in Paris at this point. Natalie knows. Natalie, She's not part of the group. Natalie knows what? She knows about his concern about his wine. Yes. He came That's to her true. first. But we don't know where Natalie is in all of this because no, she's not no, part of the it's, group. Right. We don't know anything. And she's back in California, so she's far away from what's going on. 
Yeah, well, she's Natalie's back in California, and that's where Grace and Sidonie are in the vineyard. They're at the barn. Right. Huh. Well, maybe they're... Actually, you know, Barrett might be at the barn, too. No, she said Barrett was in D.C. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. So here we are. A new case. Well, here, let me answer your question. I'm sorting through this. Claire has only been in France for, what, a couple couple few weeks, mm-hmm. and she's managed to pull together the shop quickly. I don't think they're going to think anything's amiss because, you know, she's busy opening up the shop, you know, the usual. Well, she's going to get in trouble if she's going to need them and she hasn't told them yet. You know, telling them after the fact that she's picked up a client. We don't even know how much, if she's going to charge them. She does say sometimes it's gratis. Oh, come on. She's not going to charge them. How could she charge them? Because he's a client. She shouldn't, you know, she shouldn't merge business and and possibility possibility of a a love interest, as they call it. They trust her, obviously, because they've asked her to come in. And now she's going to go off on her own, this adventure. She's going to get in trouble. I don't think she's off on her own. I think, yeah, she's taking a bit of a risk, but she's she's not jeopardizing anything. No. But she's not telling them either. There's nothing in here that tells us that she's telling them anything. She just said that. You know, well, she's not lying either. When you, oh, a well placed edit, <laughs> a well placed edit instead of a lie, right? Mm. Well, well, just like, just like Bridget maybe. Said. Wait, I've got it. Maybe they don't have a need to know just yet. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's why it's titled Need to Know. Yeah, but you know, there's little Brigitte coming in saying, so what's up with you two? Hmm. You know something, there's no doubt in my mind that Brigitte knows exactly what's going on. And she walks in and she teases them a bit and says, so what's going on with the two of you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, is that it? That's it. Oh, wow. That's That's it. it. So she's finally told him what's going on. And now she's going to take on his case. Like Joan of Arc, With she's going to go riding along, she and Brigitte, <laughs> I'll save in you. the sidecar. Yeah, she's going to save him. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That we'll was see. a good one. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like, I like the way this, I mean, I want to know more, but you know what this feels like? This feels like um, a new show on HBO. You know, you only get a week <laughs> at a time. We're not going to let you binge. It does, doesn't it? So you have to tune in next week to hear what, what's going on. Yeah. Just yeah. like we do. So this was good. This was really good. Well, I guess we'll have to wait to see what happens and what they do. But all right. Until then, we'll hang in there and see what happens. But we'll see you next time when we're back back at at the the mic. mic.